Welcome to Talent Takeover Unfiltered. When it comes to working hard and keeping it real, we know our shit. Self-care, happiness, inner peace, and time. I'm Brianna Rooney, and this is Taylor Bradley. Hey, y'all. And we have thrived in chaos and turned it into an art form. So, Taylor, what are we doing here today? We're here to give you a raw, under-the-hood view of all things recruiting and finally give credit where credit is due to a long, underrated industry that's full of, quote-unquote, experts. All right. Well, then let's take this show to the road. Last call for the Millionaire Recruiter program. This is literally the last time me and my team will dedicate 16 weeks, 32 coaching calls, and our blood, sweat, and tears to help you start your own agency. The reason being is the recruiting industry is picking back up like you wouldn't believe, and we want to spend these next 16 weeks with you so you can hit the ground running for quarter one, which is a hiring surge. Now, because we spend so much time with you and we're getting busy, this is why this is really the last one to do it. So sign up today. We are having a sale for this pretty mega sale that ends on my birthday, September 28th. So sign up today. I really look forward to you starting October 3rd. If you ever wanted to do it, now's the time because this is literally the last time we're doing it. Hope to see you there. (laughs) Welcome to the Talent Takeover Unfiltered. Coming to you with another hot topic. Taylor, how are you doing? Good. How are you? Good. I'm, I'm jamming. So we got another trend. I feel like, I don't know, sometimes I feel a little exhausted with trends just because it's like hard to keep up. It's like, oh, we got all these things to do. But luckily you are on top of these trends. All right. So we've got quiet cutting. Is it the next quiet trend? What in the world is quiet cutting? Oh, yeah. So quiet cutting, which I really am not sure how how this translates, but it's when you remain employed, but your responsibilities change significantly. So I don't know where the name quiet cutting came from, mm-hmm. cutting job responsibilities and adding more. I, I don't know, but it's a new trend. Um, and so a couple, couple schools of thought. So when this could be a good thing, um, I think the very obvious is when you have a say in the decision. So, mm-hmm. you know, we know that this is your responsibilities changing. That's what quiet cutting means. So when you have a, a say in those responsibilities versus it's just like, this is what you got to do. And it's completely different from the job that you were hired to do and you absolutely hate it. But if your employer brings it to you and it's more of a conversation and mm-hmm. it's more around solutions and um, also, you know, helping you stay employed during difficult times for the company or difficult times in the market, you know, having to pivot and do something else. So there's positives. So quiet cutting, I think sounds, gives a negative co- connotation, but I do think there's some positives. Yeah. So question on this though, because the way I read it or interpret it is that quiet cutting is kind of like before they're about to let you go. So it seems like the company's not telling you, we don't need your position anymore. We're going to have you do other things and then maybe kind of push you out to quit. Instead of laying off, we're going to kind of pushing you to quit. Is this not that? Maybe it is that, but I think that's where kind of like the pros and cons we're going into come into play where it's like, I think maybe it depends on how it's done. Like if it's a conversation and it's like, is this something you want to do? Um, you know, we had to cut our sales team, but we really still could use some help in sales. You know, yeah. I think that's one that I've seen a lot with the quiet cutting, like where people still need, they've had to cut those teams, but they still need that support. Recruiting, it happens all the time too in recruiting yeah. where they cut recruiting teams, but they still need that support. So I think as long as it's a conversation, it's not like you have to do this. I think that obviously changes the way it feels to the employee. Um 
-hmm. And then when it helps you grow, I think that's the other thing to look at too. Like this could be a good thing when it helps you grow. It helps you learn a new skill, helps you get out of your comfort zone. Um, I think the caveat to this and a disclaimer that I should have put once we started the episode is I think for me and I know for you, it depends on the environment that you're working in. Like if you're working in a startup, it's to be expected, you're going to have to take on different responsibilities outside of the scope of maybe what was originally discussed. I feel like that's like comes with the territory. You should know that going into it and you shouldn't perceive that as a negative thing. And it, you should perceive that as like they're trying to expand upon your skills. They're trying to have you learn new things to be a super versatile employee. Like it's a positive to me yeah. in those scenarios. Yeah. To me, it looks like we're, we're upskilling you. Yeah. Like, but also, you know, like we, we we do this here. It's just we're not quiet about it. I think it's the quiet that tr- triggers me. It's like nothing should be quiet. Like it should yeah. be very clear. This is why we're doing it. This is why we need it. Do you like this? Are you interested? Are you not interested? But at the same time, this is what the business needs. So if you're not interested, unfortunately, like I'm going to have to find someone that is. Exactly. Like that's that conversation, I think. It's exactly, yeah. and that's, and you outlined it perfectly. Like how I, I would think that conversation should go that would feel good to everybody, you know? Um, when it's yeah. not good or when in the red flags is it happens to you, not with you. So that goes back to what we were saying. Like you're just told one day that mm-hmm. this is what you're doing, or you're told one day it's not even about maybe the responsibilities, but hey, your position's been eliminated. Now you're in this role, you know? Like, we don't have a mm. recruiting team lead anymore. We have a recruiter role. That's what you're in, you know? Although there may not be too many oh, variances like, between the oh, two. Oh, like a demotion? Or Yeah, like yeah. it's like your job just changed. There's a demotion. And I think which lends nicely towards what you were saying yeah. about like that could be them trying to phase you out. Um, so I think there's that one. You're suddenly being paid less. Your title's changed. Obviously, those are big fuck yous to someone. Like it doesn't, it's not going to feel good. Yeah, I almost wonder because I, you know, I I typically look at things from the employer's mindset, right? Yeah. I've been a CEO for so long, so I I look at quiet cutting as like a company's response to quiet quitting. Where it's like, mm-hmm. I see you're going to quiet quit me, so I'm going to quiet cut you. You know, it's like almost yeah. like, and now we're going into battle, which is so ridiculous. For both trends are so sure. ridiculous. So nothing should be quiet. Like we we talk about a lot with layoffs. Like you know, you should not be surprised. The company should have told you like we're having issues here, or this project didn't happen, or our pivot didn't work, or you know whatever. Right? Like yeah. those have to be conversations. I think it's like. It seems to be more, and just as from my experience alone, it seems to be more like these are conversations in the smaller companies, but in the larger companies that you get mm-hmm. in, it's not. It's not uncommon for it to not be a conversation. Oh. It's like you're just in this job and you have lesser pay and your title's changed, or you know, everybody's blindsided with layout. Like it's not open for discussion. I would actually say this is probably the first place that I've ever worked where it's very, we operate with such transparency that you should absolutely know what to expect and, and plan accordingly and do what you need to do for yourself and, and take care of yourself. And we're very big on that here, but in some of the larger corporations that I've worked at, and I mean, we see it all over the news too. People are blindsided. Not everybody's checking the Warren report every, I mean, you can be blindsided in some of those larger corporations by what's going on. And I know that happened to a lot yeah. of people in COVID times. People were just Absolutely. let go. So 
Yeah. And if you guys have not seen that episode and our post about the WARN Act, please do because you are supposed to be notified uh, 60 days before those layoffs happen if you have a certain amount of people in your company. So we won't yeah. get into that. Definitely let's check that out and listen. Uh, but yeah, so it's it's definitely interesting. So I think what the for our listeners, like they should just think about and be mindful on is if your job is changing significantly. I mean, or maybe even just a, a, like a little bit, like just be open and saying, Hey, can you talk to talk me through like why this is doing it? Hey, I'm all for that. But can you talk me through it? Or Hey, how's the company doing? Hey, how's our, how's my organization doing? How's our team doing? Like, I think this is one of those moments where you got to really, as an employee, really, really keep your eyes and ears open. And if something is changing, ask why it doesn't mean that you're fighting change. It just means you want to know why. And I think just like, like we, we teach our kids why matters. Yeah. You know, and, and, and it should matter your whole life. And there's a different scenario that I have that is actually somebody that I know that I want to outline where I think that it can be a great thing, what we're talking about. And it's something we do here internally and everybody, you know, wears many hats, but, um, I do have somebody that I know who, if it's a situation where you're doing a job because you've had two people leave, one was fired one quit. It was not a layoff. It's not due to company budget, nothing like that. But you've stepped in to cover those gaps and they're not backfilling those Mm -hmm. people. That's a different scenario. That's a neg, like that's a, you're being taken advantage of because if you're doing the jobs and I can outline for you, like this individual is doing the job of a VP who left and is doing the job of a recruiting team lead who was let go. And they're having to do it. So that was two additional headcount that they don't have. Plus this person's own job. And so they're which like, hey, what? could you help? Um, which is supposed to be HR, but is recruiting. Got and it. Then, okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then the VP of HR left. And so she's having to do that too. Got it. So two big jobs, big responsibilities. And you've been doing it, but it's not because of budget. These people left on their own or were terminated. Mm. You know, the company has the budget, but you've taken on that work thinking that you're going to do it just to get the the company through that time till they hire somebody like just get us over the hump. But you're doing such a good job at it while running yourself into the ground that they're in no hurry to backfill these jobs and may not even backfill these jobs. And one of those being a higher level job that you are not getting paid to do, nor do you get that title. That's where I think it's different. Can we say this trend is quiet promoting? I don't know if it's quiet promoting or demoting because I don't know if it's like if you don't get the I mean, title and you don't no, get the that's pay. That's the thing. The, the company's being quiet about it. The company's yeah. promoting you, not giving you the title, not giving you the pay. They're just overworking you. You know, so it's like quiet promoting, quiet overworking, whatever you want to call it. But uh, quiet overworking, yeah, I like better because promoting sounds quiet. too positive for that scenario. But overworking, okay, quiet overworking. Yeah. Yes, quiet that overworking. is exactly what it is. It's like. And I feel so bad for this individual because I'm like, I think sometimes these companies are waiting to see when you say enough is enough. You know what I mean? And I think that's where for listeners, you need to know when enough is enough. Yeah. And it's it hopefully it's before it's you're at your wits end. But um, I have a good friend of mine that is a director of marketing and she has had this issue for probably her whole career, which again, kind of puts it on her, you know, because there's always coincidences, right? Yeah. Uh, But she is an overachiever. She fights really hard, works really hard. She, in my opinion, is the employee you want to have, right? Mm -hmm. But 
corp corporate tends to take advantage of her on how fast she moves, on how decisive she is, how she'll never raise her hand when she needs help. You know, so those are all issues that she should fix. And so companies naturally are like, cool, you know, so they have taken mm. people away from her team. They have taken away, you know, her, um, her higher up and they just kind of assume that she's going to handle it. And she does. And then, uh, eventually finally she, she had had enough, but her had enough meant she went elsewhere. She yeah. didn't speak up internally. She just left. So I also want to caution companies to be careful. You might lose your star employee because you didn't take care of them and you didn't say enough because it yeah. should be on the employer as well. Enough's enough. Well, and it's also very telling of the employer if you're okay just piling more and more and more on somebody and mm -hmm. like not compensating them. Like, let's see how long they'll do this for. Like, that's not okay. Who wants to work yeah. in a company environment like that? And I think to your point with your friend, once that light bulb goes off of like, they actually don't give a shit about me. They're just trying to see how much yeah. they can get out of me. Then it's like, what? You don't even want the promotion or the pay at that point. You know what I mean? You just want to be yeah. out the door because you've had this light bulb moment of like, this is not aligned with my values and where I want to be. So, and I mean, I've, I've had to be in those spots before where you've taken on too much. Like that's a, we could save that for a whole nother conversation, but where you raise your hand, you do more when I'm thinking about how I got my start mm -hmm. into management, all of that stuff. And I had to go and do, you know, like very extreme things, go out. I had another offer, show them the offer letter. And it was like, give me this or I'm gone. And that's what exactly what I got because yeah. I, but I did it for like a year. I did it for a lot longer than I'd ever be willing to do it now. But it was one of those things that had I not said anything. And I, I even expressed to my manager that I was not happy. Like, Hey, it's becoming a lot because mine also included travel at the time too. And oh, it yeah. was like mm -hmm. driving back and forth to Houston every single week. It was a lot. And so I was like, Hey, you know, and having those conversations and it wasn't being taken seriously. And so then I started looking elsewhere um, and then got that offer. And ultimately, like, I hate when people do that. So I'm, I kind of had some pause with even telling this story because I don't think you should go and shop another offer just to get what you want at your current company. However, I was going to leave. If I didn't get it, I was going to leave. So it was like, you either give me this or I'm going to leave. And the reality is I loved the client mm -hmm. that I worked for. And in, you know, RPO mm -hmm. worlds, you feel like you work more for your clients than the own company that you work for. So I didn't want to leave my clients is ultimately what it boiled down to and was really happy there. But I took an offer. That's what it took for me to get what the job that I had already been doing and the compensation that went with it. It's crazy. Well, you know what? This leads, this leads to, I think something we really need to talk about, which is negotiating. Let's yeah. have a different, a completely different episode on that. And it's, and it's the goods, the bads, the ugly when it comes to negotiating. But you were put into that situation, you know, technically by your employer. Mm -hmm. So you did something that you didn't want to do. You know, you didn't want to lead on another company. Um, and you did in your, in your heart think like, Hey, I'm going to leave. But at the same mm -hmm. time, you were still wanting to stay. And mm -hmm. it's like, it's so sad that you had to go through that process. And then in return that that company that wanted you had to also kind of get yeah. let down and go through that process when really if the company would have just given you what you asked for, or at least worked with you, because look, there's lots of times that people go to companies and it's like, 
an outrageous ask, right? Yeah. Or or they're like that's their negotiating tactic is they're going to ask for something outrageous in hopes to get something smaller. But mm-hmm. yeah, we should talk about all of those things um, because it's really important. And we can talk about, you know, shameful moments that we have in life. But in the end of the day, it's like you still have to show up for yourself. And those are also negotiating tactics. Yeah. That when your back's against the wall, you have to do it. Well, and here's the here's yeah. the crazy thing crazy. about it too, is that I know they didn't like it, but I know they respected me more after it. It was like, oh shit. Okay. Like, cause I do think again, having been there before, I think companies will take advantage of you, especially the larger ones sometimes for as long as you let them. And so I think putting your foot down, I think as long as, I mean, there's no cursing, there's no yelling. It was very respectful. It was like, Hey, I want to follow up on that conversation I've been having with you about formally moving into this role and the timeline of that to been happen to happen. And I had been kind of I'd been strung along, um, for about six months. And then it was like, oh yeah, you know, working on it, working on it was like, okay, well that, you know, I, I gave them this timeline. Well, they gave me the timeline. I honored that timeline. And then it still wasn't going to happen. I still was kind of getting the runaround by the end of the timeline. And so that's when I was like, okay, I have this offer. I was ready to resign right there. I was like, I'm, I'm going to resign. And it was like a whole conversation about resigning and it had to happen. And it was like, it wasn't a, it was an ugly situation. I would never want to have to go through that again, but I know it completely changed the dynamic. I was with that company for another three years after that. And they respected me for it, for standing up for myself and like, okay, I've been doing this and I did it the tactful way. You know, I feel like you can't just go on demanding something. You have to be having those conversations. If they give you a timeline based on budget or whatever it is, okay, I, I can work with your timeline. But once that timeline gets there, and they still, if they don't honor it, then you do what you got to do. So. Yeah, I, I got to tell you, and I know we'll, we'll get back to the actual subject of this, but if I were your recruiter for the other company, I, you wouldn't have gone back. I would have milked that puppy. <laughs> I, 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 I would have, oh my God, I, I could totally tell you what I would have said because I've had these situations where it's like this guy had asked for, like, he was underpaid by like 30, 40K. Yeah. And so he went and got it. And then we almost lost him to his current company because it is easier to stay mm-hmm. than it is to leave. Yeah. But at at the same, I would I would have really dug deep into your emotions on that one, which is okay. I'll, I'll save that for another time. No, but and it was and again probably another episode is is closing is, is, closing. is closing strategies. Yeah, but yeah, um, closing and negotiating. I mean, wow. Okay. Well, and we should tell our own stories with regards to stuff like that. Cause I feel like our listeners really like of course. that. They like to hear these different stories that we've had. And, and that one guys, I did, I'll tell, save it for another day, but that one has layers and levels. Like when the client found out mm. and, oh, it, it gets, oh, it's man. some good teeth. Um, Ooh, but I think, Harry. yes, Harry. Um, but I think oh, going into our broke to boss tip, cause I know we're at time is that if I'm going to keep it short and sweet, no workplace trend that starts with the word quiet is good. Like that's, that's a tip I would, if you're hearing quiet, anything, that's just not a good look, but also and that goes like, both sides, both. Absolutely. That's what mm-hmm. I'm talking about. Like both sides. Mm-hmm. It's like, if you're seeing these trends, if you're hearing about these things, be really mindful of what's happening within your organization. If you know, if you're an employer, check in with your employees, all of these stuff, like we talked about the lazy girls job, lazy girl jobs, quiet quitting yeah. or quiet cutting. We've talked about all of it, but anything that starts with quiet as a good rule of thumb, not a good look. Um, and then also I think flexibility is needed at work and it should be expected to some extent, like flexibility within the scope of your role. But if it's these drastic changes that occurred that we've outlined here, it's trouble. Like that's trouble. So you've got to also see the signs. So I think for everybody Mm -hmm. listening, quiet, be on the lookout for that. And then, and see the signs if your job is drastically changing and you're having no input in it. 
Yep. Have conversations. We're yeah. always saying it's not a confrontation, it's a conversation. You have to be a big girl and boy and, uh, and have a conversation. Absolutely. I mean, that's what it's about. Love the transparency. All right. Well, this was another fun episode. So um, thank you all so much. Don't please do not forget. We love reviews. We read them before we go to bed. We love it. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So please uh, hit us up with some reviews. Thanks, y'all. Thank you so much.